If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. I know you're not that great, but I'm very happy that we're recording. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yeah, perfect, actually. Good, good. Yeah. Talks you to work. You're tapping already, right? Yeah, I'm tapping. (laughs) Okay, so tell me what's happening. Oh, I don't know. I've been sick okay. the it's past okay. couple of days. Then I've been, been in bed all day. You've been for the last couple of days? Sick. Oh, okay. Okay. First thing, first thing, bit. I want you to just feel your feet on the ground. Feel your feet on the ground just for a moment and breathe. And it's totally okay to just let the tears flow. Being a mom of a young kid and thinking of getting pregnant and being sick is just the worst that you can happen emotionally. Debilitating and scary. Yeah. Mm. And we had a mm-hmm. an okay, we had a nice time. I mean we were both in bed for like the whole she was a little bit sick too. But the place so had became a, good... a total disaster. And... Yeah. And is that what, like, throws you off or just makes you feel really out of control? Not out of control, but just um, messy. And I don't like being in a huge, terrible mess. Yeah. It's yeah. just, uh, it's... I don't know. And, you know, I don't have anyone to help me unless I pay them. Yeah. You know, no yeah. one no one checks in on me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because your brother is not very available, and even friends are not, they're not just reaching out or checking on you. No, that's not the way my life, it's just not how I'm, I've done it. I don't know why. I don't have people who check in on me. And I don't know. I was just like, this morning I woke up kind of blue, and then Sierra threw a book at me, and it landed on my head, like in my glasses. And, um, I don't think she really intended to throw it at me, or maybe she did. And I just sort of, I got really upset and I left the room and she was mad that, anyway, it was just, and I came back and, and then I just kept, I've been super teary ever since. Yeah. Yeah. It makes I so much know sense. Exactly. Yeah. But it makes so much sense because it's like, it, this is, these are, these are those, 
hard moments where you just really wish that you would have someone to lean on, someone that is even at least a friend to check on you. And she's just being a toddler. She's being a young girl, just doing whatever she does. And and it's just, yeah, it makes, it's just, it makes so much sense. Yeah, this has been a flood of tears all day. I just, it's just not anything in particular. It's just somehow all of this. Yeah. And then I was texting with my friend, Deborah, and she was saying that, you know, the only person I have a connection with is Searsha. If I weren't co-sleeping with her, I'd be reaching out more and I need to spend more time away from her and, Hmm. And I was just, I just was like, I have to stop this conversation. Hmm. You know, like, um, I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe when I'm more rational, yeah. I'll look back on it and say she's right. But it doesn't feel that way, you know? Is she the one that you mentioned that she doesn't like young children very much? Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that makes sense that she would say something like that because she couldn't imagine herself being so close with a young kid. Yeah. Part of it is her. And, you know, there could be a slight grain of truth, but it's not in, in terms of, like, you have your emotional needs and some of those are being filled by being close to Jericho, but that's not necessarily a, a, a bad thing. And it, I guess that this, the whole situation is putting you in contact with um, the fact that other than the two, of, there's a sense of isolation. Yes. And I just have to work so incredibly hard to get people in my life. And people don't, I don't know, I, I'm not invited places. It's like people don't reciprocate that often. And I don't know what my problem is and it, it I don't know what I but I'm really sick of changing myself to adapt to other people's needs yeah. like I'm I've been working yeah. on myself for 50 years and I'm just tired of it like I am really tired of it and I'm not getting what I need from people yeah. you know like I I we have this friend Marcus here's his friend Marcus and Winthrop and and a lot of the little friends that she has, it's like, I have to work really hard to get them to, um, like, to, to ensure contact. And, <laughs> like, get, I don't know what it is. I just, I, you know, like, on weekends, I guess families spend time together. So the only kind of people I can hang out with on the weekend are single moms. And I don't have a ton of single mother friends. Mm. And um, yeah. so Marcus's parents invited us on, we were supposed to go on Sunday and I couldn't go. So I was, over the weekend, I was really isolated. Usually we do tons of, you know, we see other people and at least on one day. And, um, but there's no one in the world taking care of me. Yeah. And I, and I don't know, where, like, what am I? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. What are you supposed to do know. or what is, 
Yeah, like what yeah. am I supposed to do? Like I don't know what I'm supposed to do differently. Yeah. I guess I have to stop contacting people who don't reciprocate and being the driving force. You know, I'm just tired of that. It's just fucking exhausting. Yeah. That is a disappointment, right? It's deep it's disappointment and hurt and and also like it feels unfair because you know that both of you are just really wonderful people to be around. So it makes no sense. It's kind yeah. of confusing. Yeah. Right? It's, it's yeah, it's really it's really terrible. And people will say will say, Oh, it's because you're so put together and I'm like, fuck that. That's bullshit. Like, yeah, maybe I am, but that doesn't mean I don't have needs, you know? Like, you know, I was, Lisa had invited us out to Northampton for New Year's Eve, and we went, and and Lisa basically, we went to this first night thing, and and then there was a party at her cousin's house, and she basically blew me off the whole time I was there. So I got there, and we went to this first night thing at, at some one of the churches downtown, and she met a friend there, and she talked to the friend there the whole time. I think she introduced me at one point. Then I sat down on the, on the floor and had a private conversation. It just did not seem very welcoming. And hmm. then Saoirse was... Um, getting frustrated. So I took her out to the Pulaski park and we were outside for a little while. And then we went to Lisa's, we met Lisa at her cousin's new year's Eve party. And she was having a conversation with us. Like she greeted me at the door and then left me. I didn't know anybody. (laughs) And then went Mm. to have a conversation with the same person all night. And I was like, you know, just like finding, I can do it. Like I can find my way and introduce myself and have conversations with strangers. But it, she, we didn't talk at all. And finally I was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. So I left. Yeah. And I was just like, that is so shitty. Yeah. And it, it's just, and then my friend Deborah's like, well, that's because you seem like you can, you don't need to be introduced and you, you seem like you just don't need to be taken care of. And, and I was like, that's total bullshit. There's not someone I would invite. I would never do that. Like I would not invite someone to a party and then not include them and introduce them and make sure that there are introductions and that they feel included in the conversation I was in. I would just never do that. It was just so weird. And I can think of a worse word to say than that. <laughs> it <laughs> re- up? really lacked. Yeah, it lacked grace. You know, it lacked grace. It was ungracious. Yeah. Well, it was it was hurtful and it was uh, almost. Um, there's, there's a. It's so funny because like, there's a sense that I'm getting, but I, I can't find the actual word, which is. Like inviting you, but then dropping you, right? So yeah. It's like she, yeah, totally. It's like showing, so she invited you, but just to be part of a bigger thing without really caring. Yeah, not caring, I guess that's the word. Yeah. And, and 
Is it, is it, because just because Deborah said it a couple of times and you mentioned it a couple of times from different places, is it possible that that's the way that you, that you have acted most of your life, even when you had to pretend, even when you, you know, like fake it till you make it kind of thing of like, you know, I'm, I have it together, I'm going to move forward, I, I can do this on my own. And that has become such a, such a, um, almost like your, what is this word, like that, that your, your, not necessarily, a, well, sometimes a shield that has kept you together in front of the world, that has protected you from the world many times, that has been so helpful as well at times. Uh, I and haven't had the just... luxury of not being able to right. survive. I haven't been, have not had the luxury of being able to fall apart. There yeah. has never been anyone to catch me. And it's not like it's a shield. It's like, you know, it's a truth. But that, yeah. even though I can handle life and I can make big decisions and I can do hard things, that doesn't mean I don't need people to look out for me. Yeah. And I don't yeah. get why people don't get that. It's not okay. I mean, I the fact is I can handle things. Yeah. But I don't want to. I don't I mean, I don't want to alone. Yeah. And I yeah. reach out to people and I initiate things and I accept things up and we you know, we've got lovely parties and gatherings at our house but it's like it's rarely reciprocated yeah and so so right now it's just these it's a vulnerable and it's a it's very um it's sad isn't it just sad it's painful it's incredibly sad it's really painful yeah yeah and regardless of the second baby, you know, I, I'm just going to forget about that for a moment. But yeah, I just, um, and I don't know, maybe not having a partner, I have higher expectations from my friends to fulfill that role. But people don't check in on me. People don't say, hey, how are you doing? You know, no one does that. Hmm. It's not cool. Like, I, it feels like I just need to refresh 100% of my friends. Because, um, that's not true. Rudy checks on me. He, he, he texts me. He emails me. And, you know, he, he checks in on me. Okay. Even though you haven't been and, super close, but he's still there. He is, yeah. He's in Brooklyn and wherever he travels all over the world, and he's in constant contact with me. It's great. And he's the only one? He's pretty much, Deborah does as well, the woman who doesn't, who Stefan was working with, and she's in Germany, and she's the one who, you know, says all this stuff about she doesn't like young children. Mm -hmm. She checks in Does she live in Germany? Yeah, she lives in Germany. She's someone that does have that role. Yeah, she does. She does. And it's great. I appreciate it. 
we appreciate it. Yeah. But it's almost so you like would like someone that drops by and brings you some chicken soup or a, or just, you know, take maybe just plays with Sirisha for an hour and you, while you take a nap or like calls you and you go over to their house, just more of a community type of feeling. Yeah, just like, you know, how you doing? Just how are you? Yeah. Yeah. But just like family in a way, community or family, right? The type of things that you would do for each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have family and I don't have a husband and it's just really hard out here. It's like flopping in the wind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just really, really fucking hard. And the single mother by choice community meets out in Waltham on you know, on once a month. And so like all those people all those women are like out in the western suburbs or in Boston in the West. You know, they're really there's not much of a community here. And um, I just haven't gotten out there. Yeah, so it's like there's Yeah, so there is a sense of isolation that brings you down because it's like, ugh. It's, uh... Yeah, and then this yeah. woman who I met in um, music class, she has a little boy, Sasha's age. She invited me to these, like, indoor gym thing in Marblehead and I've gone a couple times and once we chatted and then a couple times she she like blew me off mm. so I just like I, I don't get it I just I don't know if people still feel uncomfortable with single women because um, that was certainly the case when I was single that married people did not want single people around um mm. I don't know. Then she felt bad afterwards. And then she said, you know, oh, she texted me later or whatever. And so did Lisa. Lisa said, you know, oh, I hope everything was okay. She texted me that night after I left. I hope everything's okay. I was just about to come over and talk to you right before you left. I was like, ah, you're so full of shit. (laughs) You know exactly what the problem is. And then we had, I didn't say this, but I said, you know, the next day I said, well, you know, I felt a little disappointed. We didn't get a chance to catch up. And she, I said, I, you know, didn't, you know, your friend Sarah seems great, but I didn't feel particularly included in your conversations with her or in your conversations at the party. She said, well, I'm so sorry you felt that way, but, um, you know, you're welcome to join any conversation at any time. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. It, it was like, you just didn't give a shit. So there's something that like it, it, it this is a, this is a tricky piece, right? Of like it it totally sucks, and the hardest thing to do when when that happens is how this is extremely hard. What would have happened if you could have been vulnerable? And I know that it's exactly the opposite of what we want to do in those moments. Like when, if Lisa would reach out and say, you know, oh, you know, I, I don't know. What, what was it when she reached out? What did she say? What was the... She said, I hope everything is, was okay. I was just about to come over and talk to you before you left. Okay. She texted me. And um, I said, well, 
and I said, well, how would, so if I were being vulnerable, how would I have responded? Because I feel like I did respond so, in a vulnerable way. Right. I would not, I would not have done it over the phone. So I would say, yeah, it would be great if you, you know, if you came over. That would be really nice. And I would say, you know, I just, I just, I, I left feeling um, just a little bit off. And, and, and again, I have to tell you, this is, not, this, is not, this is something that I have learned, but even when I do it, there's a part of me that is cringing because is that somebody that I've heard, I have felt hurt by is almost to show my wound is totally counterintuitive. So I want to share that with you ahead of time. But the way, when I have done it with, you know, with friends that I do want to either deepen my connection or I want to find out if he's a friend that is even worth going deeper, I would have said something, you know, I, I've been just struggling a little bit with, um, you know, with, like I, I, was, I was looking forward to coming here and I feel like, you know, we're, we're close and our connection is getting deeper. And then I felt like you were just so, it, it was hard for me because I did not feel included by you. But I think I did say that. Right. I mean, on the text, I didn't call her, but I think I did say that. Let me find it exactly what I said. Or even simpler, when you came to the door and greeted me, but, you know, spent, I would say, most of the night speaking, having a conversation away from me, I did not, you know, I felt, um, I felt isolated and not included. All right, I let me read you that, what I wrote. Because that's okay. pretty much what I said. I said, you asked me if everything was okay. And I felt a little disappointed that you and I were not able to catch up. I was pleased to be introduced to Sarah, who seems great, but didn't feel particularly included in your conversations with her, neither at the party, nor, nor, neither at the church, nor at the party. So how would I have said that differently in, in a way that you're suggesting? So was, it, was she, before I tell you that, so it, it sounds like she introduced you and you were, were you sharing the same space, but she was, it was clear that they were having a conversation and you felt a little bit like a third wheel or were they just totally in a different space and you were left on your own? They were totally in a different it? space. I, yeah, I kind of went in, got in there after she did just because it, like they were in a rush and she and her mom and Cece went into the church. They didn't even wait for us. We went in. And then they introduced me to Sarah, and then she and she and Sarah went and sat down on the floor together, and their backs were to me, and um, and I was sort of you know Sarah was running around, and I was sort of following her for a little while, and and um, then and then they just sat there together the whole time, right. and then Sarah had needed to get out, and so then I went out and. And I told her that we're, you know, Sasha needed to be out because she was in the car for two hours or whatever. And, right. And then, um, so, like, they were so, so Sasha, Yeah. So Sasha is now three? Yeah, she'll be three on Thursday. Right. Yeah. And Sarah has so a three-year-old, this... too. Okay. But she has a partner or a mom or someone that was there with her kid? 
Yeah, she has a partner. Right. But the difference I want to tell you that I, there's, there's two pieces here. Take, actually, there's three. First of all, you're already feeling a little bit like the odd one out, meaning this is not your community. You're just coming in, and you're coming from a place of, like, you're really wanting to connect, but you don't know quite how. And, and there's, there's a certain vulnerability, and I'm going to use it, even though it's not a fun word, and there's a slight neediness, right? Yep. So they're, they're, that is playing out. And by the way, I'm saying these from the most positive and honoring place, okay, because I, I totally, totally understand it. I, I, I can get there very easily. So no judgment, 100%, not at all. The second piece is that you do have a three-year-old. Until kids are three and a half or four, there is a big part of you that is satellite mode, that you're not you cannot just really engage with new people 100% because there's a part of your energy and brain and body that is yeah. constantly somewhere else. Yeah. So you're being pulled. So that, that in itself is like, shit, I want to connect with these people. I have a need to connect with other adults and feel you know, satisfied in that connection as well. But the truth is I'm not fully available to develop that because I have this child that is pulling from me. So yeah, that in itself is frustrating and, and part of the equation, which we have to name it, especially when you're in a new environment, in a place where you cannot just, it's not like you're in a, I don't know, in a jungle gym completely contained with somebody that is watching over your child, right? You're right. there in yeah. a church, you know. And so that that's a huge piece. And the third part is that it's like, you're probably already feeling a little depleted, um, right? So emotionally, you're like, there's the part of your vessel that is not totally full. So you're acting from that place that is needing to be filled. Um, and, and it's a, a different place to be in. I'm so acting the from the part of myself that needs to be filled. Yes. So let me, let me share something. I have noticed that when I go to, a, a, and I think that I do this a lot to a much bigger extent than you, but when something is going on for me that I am not feeling solid or centered and grounded and really happy within myself, I have a big tendency to actually, um, that the interactions and connections that I have fill that place, that help me feel better. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So if that doesn't happen and I go to a gathering or a party where I'm not very close to people or, I, or it's a new community altogether, I'm not in my best place because I'm wanting to connect from, I'm, I'm wanting something to be filled. I want something from others versus times where I'm just completely content and I could just stay home, read a book, Watch a, watch a movie or go out and connect with people and I'm going to be content no matter what. My level of interaction is completely different. And people do come to me and I have very pleasant and fulfilling interactions. So the first piece that I want to acknowledge, Deb, is that it's just the compassion towards yourself. And this is just, being kind and compassionate and knowing that there's 
a lot of different things in your life right now that make you be in this space part of the time. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I'm single, and I don't know if this is where we're going to stay. I don't know where we belong. Those two things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a part of you that is, yeah, you're, you're single, you're a single mom, you're a single entrepreneur, you're a single household person because you don't have any roommates that help you. You, don't, you know, there's a lot of different things. You don't have an, an extended family that is helping you. I mean, there's so many pieces that add to you being it. So there's a lot yeah. of your energy that needs to fulfill major roles in your life. And it makes so much yeah. sense yeah. that there's moments that your energy gets, you know, I mean, to really fulfill all of your needs so you're in a centered and fulfilled place all the time is, is a lot of is asking a lot of yourself. It really is. Because if you think of Lisa, people that you know, Lisa has her mother, Lisa has her extended family. She does. Uh, she has a huge network helping her. Yeah. Right. You know, Dina, Dina has her extended, her parents. Dina, the one thing that she mentioned that I want to share with you because I have, I'm, I'm reaching out to the Jewish community here. The Jewish community is a little bit the type of community that you're looking for. And I know that you are considering yeah. that. I've thought about that, yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Because there is, a, like, you know, let's just, you know, like, like stick together. Let's stick together because that's the only right. way we're going to make it. It's part yeah. of the culture. Yeah. So, you know, Do of you course speak going to. No, I don't. <laughs> but that's you don't good because I don't either. Can... And I, well, I've been to a couple of synagogues and I, I can't, like, they don't, I, like, they're all in Hebrew. <laughs> Yeah, you have to find one that, uh, that, you know, that does a little bit of, that can do a little bit of Hebrew, but not all of it, and that is super welcoming. Yeah. I mean, last, last uh, I, I got a, a really nasty bug last, at the end of last week. So I was out of commission on Friday, and oh. Sophia just went to temple by herself, which I was like, so she's been wanting to go for a while. We had made plans. Anyway, she went, and she had a lovely time, and she said, Mom, you're going to love it. They're welcoming. I didn't know anybody there. Finally, a friend, a, a classmate showed up. And, but everybody was so nice. And, and she, she's like, we need to go. We need to go. And I was like, okay, let's go. Cool. And so, so it's really, yeah, there's one very nice one in Amherst, one really nice one in Northampton. I have no idea around your area. But it's a fine one that is, you know, uh, reformed or um, I think it's called Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so that, that's an important piece. And more than anything, Deb, it's just being really, really compassionate to yourself. And when you're sick, like right now, reach out to someone that you feel that you would care. You know, even if it's a very small text that says something, even to your brother, even to Mark, say, Mark, I'm sick as a dog. It would be 
wonderful. If you he doesn't know. He does not. I've asked for help before. He ignores me. He doesn't do it. He's absolutely not an option. Huh. He so really he's he's, yeah. Ah. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Okay. So that's good to know. It's good to know. You know? Yes. That's good to that's know. Good. It's not an option. Yeah. It's sad and it's good to know that, okay, what if you don't go there? What can you do, right? It's just that's not... And I get blood from a rock. That's it. that's the way it is. <laughs> yep. yep. So yeah, and and the people that you think that you may be able to just do you know do it, and if not, just say okay. So I have to you know just work this one out, and and yeah, and it's shitty, and you can you can tell Trisha, you know, mommy's not. I'm feeling really bad. I'm just not. I don't have much energy to play. We can read. We can cuddle, but you know, and and, and the piece about the house. Yeah, go ahead. We did a Caillou marathon in bed in Mr. Rogers. <laughs> good. good for you. That's great. And let go. Yeah, of the it was, yeah, it's just hard for me. I don't feel I'm not yeah. a control freak. I'm not a neat freak, but if it gets beyond a certain level of disaster, I just it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, and I'm, I, totally I mean, I can understand. send you pictures. It's not, not like I'm not in control. It's like I can deal with a lot of mess or a certain amount of mess. You should see my desk. But if it yeah. gets um, beyond a certain point is when I begin to feel yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, and I totally understand. And this is what I would do. I would reach out to Rosa and say, Rosa, whenever you have a couple of extra hours or whatever, or the first thing that she, let's say, I don't know, she's, She's there today or whatever it is that say, please, uh, I'll be with Sierra for the next hour. Please just don't even tell me, but just straighten up a little bit because I cannot go into the rest of the house until it's decent. Yeah. Just really ask for what you need. So, you know, just put things away. She knows where things go and what to do, right? Yeah. Not on your desk, but yeah. the rest of you. Yeah, imagine toys, books, food. Yeah. Yeah, she's here today when she and she normally isn't. So she's perfect. So tell her, you know, just call in Sirsha whenever, you know, maybe after this session and read with her or watch something with her for a bit, and say, Rosa, could you please straighten out because I have no energy and I just cannot keep on looking and this is just a an earthquake, just you know, whatever hurricane came over and I just can't handle it anymore. And that's totally yeah. perfectly all right because I feel the same way. Yeah. So yeah. it's and it, that 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 is a PTSD in your nervous system, and that's perfectly okay to take care of your to yourself that part of you that cannot that has a, a limit for chaos, and that's okay. It's perfectly all right. And I do I do understand that it, it gets, we have a certain level of tolerance, and past that is like. I just I cannot even breathe. It's like yeah, it just feels uncomfortable. Yeah. beyond yeah. a certain threshold of like yeah, you know, like and if the dishes are in funny. the sink and where and it's like shit is rotting in the sink and like it, it's not okay. I mean, it's yeah, and most of the time yeah. there are dishes in the sink and but you know when it just gets to the pile is so big you can't even see the counter anymore. I mean, it just yeah. It's not. And fun. is that something that Rosa can do, or is that a problem for? Yeah, it is. That? No, it's 
totally, it's totally something she can do. Yeah, yeah, and so, totally. so say, Rosa, I'm really sorry, and I'm so grateful that you're here. You're, you know, you're my savior. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And just take yeah. care, of her and let her, let her deal with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just be be very loving to yourself because it makes a lot of sense. Deb. And and just recognize that yeah, you're just building and and considering and yes to inviting people in your life that reach out to you and that is mutual. Yeah, I need that, and I need to stop getting people who. I, you know, who don't reciprocate. I need to like stop working yeah. hard at that um, yeah. and wasting energy that way um, and mm-hmm. respond to people who do. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. From now on, like, you know, yeah, for sure. I just, I need that. And then it's like, well, you know, this is my life, right? This is my lifestyle. This is the state I'm in. I'm not in this perfectly balanced state. Like I'm a single mom. I'm burning the candle on the male side, on the female side. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. over like hyper nurturing and hyper earning. And I'm rarely going to be in this sort of perfectly balanced state you're talking about when you go to a party and people rush to you or come to you, you know, I'm not, I'm just not going to be that because my life is not, but I still need to have a partner. I still need to attract a partner. Yeah, absolutely. From a, a, yeah. a, a foundation of imperfect energy. Yeah. And yeah, friends, and, uh, and that's like a socialist. Absolutely. And you know what I would do? Uh, one of the first things is, Let's say that you go to temple or you go to the single mothers group or a group where you feel connected with those people. Just a place where you feel connected. That is not about, um, you know, that, that you, it, it works for you, right? It's not them, but it works for you. And, and you just, like I was talking with some friends and I said, okay, I want to I wanna create a rotating monthly potluck. We're once a month, mm. we just rotate houses, and we have a potluck at different people's yeah. houses. And it could be, could be the first Wednesday of every month. It could be, you know, whoever can show up, it's great. If it's two, if it's seven, if it's three, it doesn't matter. That we just get together and we have a meal, and then we just, you know, the kids play, and we chat for a bit, and then we go, what, you know, everybody knows on its way. Yeah. If that's something that you would like to create, is just pick a few people that you're interested in. And it could be your single mother's group or it could be you know, a different type of group. And because it's a collaborative thing, whoever's interested, you're going to find out. If you're like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in creating these. Who's interested? Who's in? Yeah. Right. And then you let it go. You don't have to be the main organizer or anything. You could just say, okay. Right. And it is true that it adds the fact that you don't know if this is your home yet, but it is your yeah. home for now. It is, and I'm treating it that way. And I'm, you know, it's also too small. Like it's just, you know, it's two bedrooms, and it's a big, beautiful space. But it's hard to run a whole business out of a two-bedroom home when yeah. there are two of us. Like it, it, it's just feel it's beginning to feel too small. Right. 
Like Sarah yeah. needs yeah. her own playroom. I and you know, and I need my own office. And um it's just it's getting too small. It's hard to keep it organized, you know. It's um and so if I'm gonna stay here, you know no. You have to decide what is that. Yeah. And do you have an idea which way you're going to go? Or not really? No. I, not really. I mean, I'm actually not feeling overly connected with Northampton right now. Okay. okay. Is that because of Lisa or just in general? In general. Okay. Yeah, and this is, you know, it's, it's, and it's perfectly okay to just, you know, be where you are right now. Yeah. It's just okay. Just. I know. I It's it's weird. It's like I'm not, um, I'm waiting to really be called somewhere. And, like, the struggle to find a rental or anything, like, it's just really, and it's hard to do an experiment with a three-year-old. Like, I, you know, it's hard for me to just say, all right, let, let's go test Northampton, knowing that my yeah. business is in, in the balance and knowing that Saoirse, like, and her attachment to Rosa and finding new child care, I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's not lot. like yeah, I you're just, right. It's, like, so yeah. hard to, to, for all of those stars to line up and then find an apartment that could work for us in my business and or a place to buy. Right. So with that, Deb, what I recommend is not is not the priority right now when you're still feeling somewhat sick and your energy is low. Yeah, so yeah. That's not that's not the pay, the place. But when as soon you know in two or three days that you start feeling a little bit better, and actually it's not a bad idea to start when you're when you're feeling like that like right now because it's like ask for guidance and clarity, ask the universe and spirit for guidance and clarity. I need I to have move been. somewhere. Okay, good. Yeah. And then let it go. It's like, you know what? It's, it's not yeah. for you to figure out and just let it go. And and allow it to happen when it happens. Right, exactly. It's you just going to happen like, okay. when it happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And right for just now. Waiting for guidance. Yeah, you're, and, right? yeah. Your, yeah. your place may not be totally ideal, and yet you have a lovely space, and it works. And you can have a few people over and enjoy it. And in the meantime, it's okay. It is. Not it's ideal. Good. It's, you know, no, it's not, it's not ideal, but it's, it's, it's safe. Like I feel, you know, I feel safe in a community. Like the other day, I was able to call two moms in the, in, in the same building. I had mm. a problem. I had left my wallet in the car and I didn't lock my car. And Saoirse was asleep. And I couldn't leave her in the house asleep. So I called two people or texted two people and I said, could you help? And they, both of them came down and stayed with in that oh. apartment while I went out and got, so it, that's awesome. You know, that is just so awesome. So how about reaching out to those two women and saying, hey, can we just get together once a month? So just, yeah. That is huge, Deb, because you mean you, even though they may not be family or close people, they're people that are in your community willing to help when you need it. Willing to help, yeah, willing to help. Yeah, willing to help, you know, to be there for each other and, and build, a, a, you know, even if it's a, 
a small support that it may not they may not become your family or you know closest people but that's you know that's really wonderful to know that you can call a neighbor and say hey could you please help me out i'm in a moment of need yeah it was wonderful so the the complex i'm in is great and i feel physically safe and protected here and people are kind and love Sersha and love me and we're always positively like it's a great little community to be for a little while yeah sure so what what would it be like if you were to really treasure and allow that community to also support you as you connect with them yeah yeah I don't know how they could mention them more but I mean you know, there are... No, but if you were to say, if you were to say, hey, how about, I don't know if you have young kids, young kids too, or different activities, um, but what about doing like a potluck together once a month or something like that? Yeah, yeah, the potluck is a good idea. And I've got a couple other friends in town I could include as well. Yeah, just people that, you know, you meet. I, I, one, you know, one time I lived in a neighborhood where every Monday, there, there were neighbors that said every Monday it's like just come over to our house, whoever wants to, and pass you know pass on the word that we're having a meal together. Nice. And whoever showed that up, showed up, and the, yeah, that was in Florence. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. There was like you know we went a few times. Sometimes we did. Sometimes we didn't. And you never knew how many people were going to be there. Sometimes we go there. There were like twenty five people. Sometimes it was three, you know, I just didn't know. And they had that, they, they made their, open their house for that. It was a, kind of a communal house. It was really, you know, mm. like a hippie. But it was really <laughs> lovely. It was beautiful. Yeah. Just a big kitchen, you know, like with a, with a space. And just, it was just a, a lovely, a lovely um, spirit of, you know, community that you just open up and, and allow the, the people to just come in, right? That's a good idea. And I do host those kinds of things often. I just haven't made it like a regular thing, which I think is a good idea. Yeah. I was and the one person in winter bringing everyone together. Like I, I always did mom things. This is the problem. I always did those things and no one ever reciprocated and I just got pissed off. About well, it. and that's what I would suggest that you invite, okay, is anybody interested in turning these into a monthly event that we rotate? Yeah, yeah rotate right. So it's this, not, yeah. so you can propose it and even if only three people say yes or four people say yes, it's like, okay, so how does, you know, first Friday of the month sound? Or yeah. whoever's interested, just write your email and I'll just get in touch with You're you right. and we'll figure it out. If I suggest reciprocating houses or rotating houses, that's a good idea. Then I don't have to be the one always. No, you don't have to be the one and it doesn't feel like it's up to you. And, you know, and the rules, I have to tell you, I had that happening with friends for a while. And I remember at one time, at the, at the time we were all single, and then we all started having kids and there was one important rule. The house was never supposed to be cleared in order to have the padlock. Meaning, if the house was a disaster, that's how the house was. And if you had to okay. move toys out of the way that's to good. walk and get to the kitchen, that's what you had to do. You know, that's I great. I remember that yeah. I had one, one friend that put the broom and the, on the door. It was like, okay, take your shoes off and broom yourself to the kitchen because it was a disaster. I was like, okay, Excellent. that's the way it is. 
And yeah. that was a really fun rule, but it really, tell me, let me tell you, it normalized everything. That's great. Because there were people that were saying, there's no way I have two little ones. There's no way I can clear up the house to have people come over. I'm like, okay, perfect. Don't. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> How are you doing? Much better. Much better. I mean, it has to be okay for me to be out of balance or sort of imperfect in the world and to be able to attract friends and a family. I mean, and a husband. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to be in this perfectly balanced, grounded state all of the time. I'm just not. Rarely, you know, given my life. And I just, um, that has to be okay. Not only that, Deb. I encourage you to reach out to the people that you feel that have enough of a heart that you feel that you can lean on a little bit. And I don't know who those people are in your life, but I would encourage you to reach out and say, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm sick and I would love to just chat with you for 15 minutes. Call me whenever you can. Yeah. You know, and it could be, I don't know. It could be a colleague. It could be, I don't know, you know, who are in your, in your life that you feel like, you know. And there's going to be, the majority may not reach out, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and if yeah. one reaches out, it's like, oh, how nice. You know, you just have one person that is making that little, um, you know, something, something recently happened with Sophia, and I just put it out to a group of, of uh, mastermind that I have, and I said, okay, just the shit hit the fun here. I just needed to voice it somewhere. And I never, I didn't expect anything. And someone just called me and said, okay, I'm here to support you. Let's, let's Aww. talk. Nice. I was, I, and I was, I was not expecting it. Sometimes I just, you know, things happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, and it's good to be able to just put yourself out there. Just knowing that it's like, okay, you don't have to hold it together. That, that is really a huge gift for yourself and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it, it would be really a huge gift for you, first for you, Dev, but I imagine that you're going to be surprised that more than one person is going to say, oh, my God. And, and so I've never imagined. I always thought that you just, you know, you just had it put, you know, you it all together you know like and it's so refreshing to know that you're so human <laughs> yeah able to be there for you well they've come over the people in my life now have come over so many times when it's a disaster so they already know you know that Great. i'm not perfect so yeah but. I don't know. I mean, maybe the other thing is that life is just so hard in the United States that no one really has a lot more to give to anyone. Yeah, and you know, yeah, I, I, I know that in these moments, and I'm glad that you're tapping because I, I want to acknowledge that in these moments that you see things through a lens of scarcity and depletion that's because true. that's where you're yeah. at. Right? Yeah. So right now, I... I, I, I am, there's something that is missing in my life and I feel depleted. And you just yeah. repeat after me for a moment. So right now I just feel depleted. 
right now I just feel depleted. And I feel like there's my my vessel is pretty empty. Right now I feel like my vessel is pretty empty. I'm tired and sad. I'm tired and sad. And as much as I'm really happy to have Sirja in my life. And as much as I'm really happy and grateful to have Sirja in my life. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And I feel very isolated. And I feel very isolated. And I crave a sense of connection and community. I crave a sense of connection and community. I really would love to have a partner, someone to lean on. I would really love to have a partner and someone to lean on. Someone that I know is really there for me. Someone that I know is really there for me. And I don't have that person. And I don't have that person. So I am going to be here for myself. So I am going to be here for myself. And I'm going to choose to be kind and compassionate. I'm going to choose to be kind and compassionate. And honor my sadness. And honor my sadness. And feeling blue. And feeling blue. I don't like it. I don't like it. And this is where I am. But this is where I am. And from this place, I look forward. And from this place, I look forward. To having the support and connection that I need. Having the support and connection that I need. Because I'm ready to love. I am ready to love. And to feel really loved as well. And to feel really loved as well. Appreciated by others. Appreciated by others. And invited into their lives. And invited into their lives. Take a deep breath. And I'm going to share something that happened Saturday. I have a friend that is, I would call it like a a very nice, lovely second-tier friend. It was her Mm -hmm. 50th birthday. There were like, I don't know, 40 people at her party. Beautiful party, Deb. She stood up, and everybody's celebrating her, and she said, if any of you knew how lonely I feel most of the time, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, my God. And I, oh. Okay. And I know her a little bit, not, not so much, but a little bit. And she's 100% like true. She was being true. I mean, this is all these people that love her. And she doesn't, you know, she also shows like she's, she has it together. She, I mean, she has a husband and kids and a busy life and whatnot, but she doesn't let in much. So I think mm-hmm. that it's also more a part of like how much do we actually really let in? And it is a little bit of just how we learn to survive. You know, there's so much that is just so this happens. So what is an example of, of letting it in? 
really recognizing how much Rudy loves you and that even though you're not interested in being his lover or partner, that he, he loves you so deeply. He continues to check on you. Yeah, and even though Deborah true. doesn't like, you know, Deborah doesn't like young children, and she may not be thrilled or enamored by Sirsha, she loves you enough that she still checks on you, even though she's halfway across the world. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, and even though Lisa is so self-involved with her own whatever might be happening and trying to survive her dynamic with her family and her little baby, and who knows what else, she still reached out to you, invited you, and gave you very little, but. She also doesn't have a whole lot to give in this moment. And, you know, so say, well, you know, it's not like she's, she's bad or mean. She just invited me. She didn't have to. So whatever, whatever we do, you know, you do get to mm. recognize. Uh, and it's like, it's there, right? Those two My months tiny just friend Yanan does, does invite us to her place. She does reciprocate so that. Like, I'm feeling it with her, and I'm, I feel it with Catherine, who's Marcus's mom, because she did pursue us for a visit. Yeah. So, um, and beginning, like, that's beginning to turn around. But you're right yeah. about Rudy, and you're right about Deborah. It's really hard to be close to Deborah when she's got such a strong aversion. Like, she's got such a hang-up yeah. around children. It's hard to be in that relationship. Well, absolutely. And, you know, you're going to have to put a very nice filter. And maybe with Deborah for now, what you have to say is, does she have, she doesn't have children at all? She adopted kind of, not fully, but she sort of took on other people's children when they were 10 or 14 or 16 or something like that. Right. Okay. So the different type Nepal. of person. Yeah. Yeah. So what I, what I would do is, like, talk with Deborah about adult things. And when it comes to Sierra know that she's not the right person. You have to have a filter with her because I feel like she loves you and she wants the best for you and for Sierra, but she has no understanding or heart space for little kids. And that's part of who she is. It has nothing to do with, it's just part of her particular personal imperfection, let's call it like that. You know, we all have one that's the area where she's not someone that you can connect with, you know? But even when it's not about Saoirse, like I was just saying, I was feeling blue and isolated. She blames it on mm. Saoirse. You know, like I wasn't specifically uh, even talking about Saoirse. She turned it to Saoirse. <laughs> and that may be hard. But, well, if you care enough about that connection, what I would say is, you know what, Deborah, I totally, I, I totally understand that. But I would love for you to just, if you can hold a space for just my blueness, and I, I don't need a solution. Yeah. I just, if you could just listen to me, I would, I would, I would love that. I would really appreciate it if you could just hold the space, even if it's three minutes, to just for me to tell you what's happening. Yeah. Um, and and the truth is, she could be, you know, she, as we were talking about a moment ago, Deb, um, she's not completely wrong. The part that you, you know, the fact that you are the mom of a very young child, that adds your blueness. You know, you don't have the ability to just, you know, take off and go to clubs and meet singles and, you know, do all kinds of things if you didn't have Sirsha. That's um, true. So, I mean, she's not, I know that there's history, right, but she's not 100% wrong about it. 
um, it says that it's a sensitive, you know, and you can say, you know, you're right, you know, you're right, it's true that Kirsha adds to all of these, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm not going to change it, so. <laughs> um, and, well, she and thinks okay, I shouldn't you know, be so sleeping, and, you know, I just need to create more space for my life, and separate from Kirsha, and, I mean, stuff that, she just has strong opinions. And like when she was visiting us, she was saying, she said Searsha was being horrendous. I mean, she's just hostile to the degree that yeah. I wouldn't have her back. I'm not going to have her back staying with us because right. it's so bad. Yeah. And, yeah, and, um, that's, and that's perfectly reasonable. You need to take care of you and your, you know, and that's okay. Protect my daughter too. From that, yeah. Absolutely. From an energy that doesn't work for you right now. And, you know, and you can always set boundaries and say, hey, you know what, I really care about our friendship and I would prefer that our friendship right now is, does not involve uh, Searsha. Let's just talk about us and how we you know, both feel, but I, I don't want you to just, you know, I, I know what your opinion is about Searsha and my parenting style and that you don't agree. And um, when I'm ready to hear it again, I'll let you know. Otherwise, thank you, but no thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And in a very, very kind way, you can say that because it sounds like it's someone that you really appreciate in your life. And sometimes we have to set boundaries. Yeah. No? It's like there's times where we're not really interested in hearing people, certain people's opinions, especially when we already know them. And they're not helpful. Right. Yeah. And is she is she right? Would it be better at this point not to co sleep? I don't know. It doesn't sound like you're ready. At no. some point it might be the case, you know. If you if you're like nine months pregnant and, and Sears is, you know, kicking your belly or you're trying to nurse a second baby and and she doesn't let, you know, anybody sleep or I don't know, there might come a time where it, it may make sense, right? To does, yeah, for sure. Different. Like when when the time is right, it'll it'll be clear. Like I've begun to night wean her so that she's not nursing so much in the night, and that that was the right time. Like now's the right time for that. Um, yeah. But it's um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's okay to set boundaries with friends that don't have young kids. And it's so easy. You know what? I was I was actually thinking after one of our sessions recently, Deb, it's so easy to tell someone that it's you know that is having a young child when you're not what is best to do. <laughs> you know, it's just so right. easy. Right. It's like, but you don't really like. Even though I have had a young kid, at this point, I'm not in touch with all the details. And I can give you ideas, but I'm very aware that I, I'm not transitioning those pieces. So it's, it's, it's theoretical. <laughs> Sorry. You know? So it's very important to remember that and to, and yes, set boundaries. And just be, the one thing that I do, you know, uh, regarding what you mentioned about how we live in the States, and I do feel like, we live in a, commu- in a community, in a society that we tend to be very um, demanding of ourselves. And that I do feel like there is 
there's a call for more compassion and more balance. That it's good to be productive, to be efficient, to be happy. And life also has other pieces, and it's not always the case that we can be. Um, and especially the winter when, you know, winter is isolating over here. We need to make an effort to come out. Yeah. I mean, I've just lived in Peru and Ireland and Italy and um, particularly in Ireland and Italy, life is just, well, Ireland in the UK to some degree. They don't work as hard. <laughs> they take mm-hmm. tons of time off. They're, you know, they have a safety net. Like no one's really that yeah. stressed. It's not, it's just totally different. And what yeah. you see is a deeper, more connected relational culture. Yeah. Where family sees each other once a week, and you know it's mm-hmm. not always good, but there are issues around alcoholism and there are big problems, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And in Peru, like the people, I don't know if you've ever been to Peru, but the people, it's very different than Argentina, and it's very like the people are so warm and loving and and happy and relational. They just don't give a shit about achieving. Right. Like well, everyone's yeah, not out to very... fucking prove themselves, you know, like. It's not some status competition, whereas here, yeah. that's what it is in New in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And relationships yeah, don't really matter. Like, it's just not a priority. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's very different. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, so it, it needs to be, I feel like we need to be, make a conscious effort to, um, um to connect, to really connect and create yes. the spaces yeah. where we meet. We have to it's make it. It's hard work, yeah. And I, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and it doesn't have to be hard work, but just it is a, a constant, you know, like I talked with a friend about creating this whole padlock Jewish thing, uh, I think it was in November. And she said, Let's talk next year because <laughs> the holidays are coming and whatnot. Yeah. So like, okay. Yeah. And it's true for some people between the holidays and traveling and da, 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 it's like, okay, until about now is when people are like, okay, now we can settle, you know? And, and if on top of it is, um, you know, you get sick or something like that, it's like, oh, you know, you're exhausted. Yeah. Um, I think I'm also just releasing, it could, it could also be related to the release you did last week around fear of death with another pregnancy. Yeah. There's an enormous relief. Like, even if it's not specifically related to this topic, like that's probably, probably why I'm a little sick because there, I was holding so much yeah. fear and stress around that conflict. And now that it's gone or released or reduced, it's like I can focus on other things in a way. Yeah. And the energy that was released from that. Yeah. It makes so much sense, Dev. And so being kind and compassionate to yourself seems like a really, really good thing right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Mm. Thanks, Laura. You're very welcome. I'm so glad that I had, I had, the time so we could connect. Then do, do you want to just check in and leave the time on Wednesday? What would you like to do? 
Um, find my glasses. What time is it on Wednesday? Yeah, let's just leave it open for now and oh, ten fifteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's leave it. Let's leave it in there and. um... Yeah, if something changes, it'll let me know. Okay. Okay. Thank you. It sounds like a a tricky time, so yeah, I'm. I'm and you let me know if if something changes. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds great. Big hug. Thanks you. You too. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.